...into classic cars, the boy replied with a shrug of his shoulders, casting what appeared to be an expert eye over the Henley Green bodywork of Owen's pride and joy. He takes me to the car shows. Well, I've got to say, your turbocharged sofa is pretty cool, Owen said with a laugh. I wouldn't mind a go on it myself. You can, if you help push it back up the hill. Owen laughed again. Another time, boys. You take care now. He drove slowly on, passing the fox and goose on his left. It bore all the hallmarks of having been thoroughly updated to suit the needs of a discerning gastropub clientele. He doubted there would be a dartboard inside any more, nor a bunch of old boys playing dominoes in a quiet, dusty corner. In the late afternoon sunshine, the pub's pale walls, built of local Northamptonshire limestone and partially covered with wisteria, were mellow with age and added to the quintessential English village vibe. Stretching the full width of the building was a raised decking area with tables and chairs and umbrellas. A number of tables were occupied. Owen noticed a few curious glances being cast in his direction. The likelihood of anyone recognising him was zero. Next to the pub was a general store. It wasn't dissimilar from the shop he remembered from his childhood. On the pavement... A man was tying a sign to a telegraph pole. On closer inspection, Owen saw that it was a poster advertising Little Pelham's forthcoming May fate. His speed still low, he drove on. To his left was Cloverdale Lane, where he had once lived. He'd been nine years old when his father had been taken on as a farm labourer at Cloverdale Farm. He could remember so clearly the day they had moved into the terraced cottage... The sun had been shining, just like today, and the next-door neighbour had called round with a fruitcake she had baked. "'Welcome to the village,' she had said. "'Anything you need, just knock on my door.' A jolly elderly woman who lived alone with her two cats, she had been quickly labelled as an interfering busybody by Owen's father, the sort of woman he didn't want nosing around in his business. And with good reason. Ronald Fletcher got up to plenty of stuff he didn't want people to know about. Despite his father's predictable disapproval, Mum had been the happiest Owen had seen her. Everything's going to be all right here, she had said when she had kissed him goodnight that first evening. From now on, things are going to be different. But things hadn't been different. Within the year, his father's vicious temper had once again got the better of him, just as it always did. Owen made no effort to turn left for Cloverdale Lane, not even for old times' sake, but kept to the main street through the village, towards the church on his right with its squat Norman tower, where he had once been allowed to have a go at ringing the bells. Running adjacent to the churchyard was a footpath, and on this side of it was the vicarage, where for a short time, before his father put a stop to it, Owen's mother had worked as a cleaner for the vicar and his family. The house had backed on to gently sloping green fields, with woodland beyond. He wondered if it still did. Perhaps now a development of houses had been built on the land. It was then that Owen spotted something that was definitely different. The sign on the gatepost no longer said the vicarage. He stopped the car and blatantly stared at the handsome five-bay-fronted Georgian house, with its elegant sash windows and front door painted dark blue and the sign that read Medler House. What was that all about? 
Another example of the Church of England hitting hard times and selling off more of the family silver? Very possibly. Idly wondering where the present incumbent of St. George's lived, Owen pressed on, and the nearer he got to his destination, the more his excitement and anticipation grew exponentially. Expect the unexpected. Some would say that his expectations for coming here were too high, that the reality couldn't ever live up to the dream. But it was a risk he was prepared to take. After all, what was life without taking a risk, or more importantly, chasing a dream? Ever since the day, thirty-four years ago, when he was ten years old and had left Little Pelham, he had dreamt of returning. It had not been a case of casual or wistful daydreaming, but an actual and very persistent dream. And it was always the same. It was a hot summer's day and...